Well, after last night, I think it's pretty clear. Julio Rodriguez should start the year in AAA to work on his defense. April Fools, of course he's making the big league club. What's the matter with you? We're talking about Julio's big night in Peoria, how the rest of the Mariners outfield stacks up for 2022, and we're also going to wrap up Flag Week with two more players we're high on this season. All that and more here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, April 1st, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidane Gonzalez. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. I think he's over here on this side of me, right? I'm still trying to learn yes. how the uh, the mirroring works here, but uh, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at C pad 11 that's cpat11 be sure to also check out our patreon that's where we talk about the mariners even more and we also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week on there yesterday's episode was probably our most unhinged and definitely nsfw episode we've done on there by far so if you want to be a part of that and want to hear that for some reason i guess if you're a masochist or something visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that and uh, if this is your first time joining us here on Locked On Mariners, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Doesn't matter as long as they watch the show. Greatly appreciate it. And we are doing a giveaway. Not sure if you heard about it yesterday, but if you're just tuning in today, we are giving away two main level tickets to the Mariners April 17th Sunday game against the Astros in section 126, row 33. If you want to win those, you can start by subscribing to us here on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube, or if not, go to our YouTube. It's called Locked On Mariners, of course. You can subscribe there, then head on over to our Twitter, follow me. You see my at down below me at Dane Gonzalez is D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. Subscribe to Colby, CPAT11, the CPAT11. Subscribe to our Lockdown Mariners page. It's LO underscore Mariners, of course. And then retweet the giveaway tweet. All that information is down below. The link to the tweet that you need to go to is down below or in the description of the episode, wherever you listen to it on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. So yeah, be sure to check that out and score yourself some Mariners tickets. So with that out of the way, you know, if you win the giveaway, you might actually see Julio Rodriguez because again, let's not kid ourselves. Julio is making this team. Last night, Mariners defeated the Guardians three to two down in Peoria. And Julio was the story of the night, of course. Kick things off with an infield single on a hard hit ball to third base and beat it out. It was a tough play for the third baseman, of course, but Still pretty impressive, beating that out. Steals second right after that. Scores on an RBI single by Adam Frazier. He moved to second on a on an error. And then uh, next at bat, he walks. And then Adam, Fra- Adam Frazier drives him in. I think you're starting to see a trend here. Then after that, he plays the ball off the wall, hit by Josh Naylor in the left center field, and fires a seed to Adam Frazier, of course to get Naylor out at second. Basically, Adam Frazier and Julio Rodriguez last night were playing their best Greg Jennings impression, putting the team on their back, though. 
And finally, the big thing that happened, of course, Julio Rodriguez hitting an inside the park home run off of one of the more fun relievers in baseball to watch, Emmanuel Classe. And right afterwards, as soon as he crossed home plate, slid into home plate, pumped as ever. Dave Sims turned to Blowers on the broadcast and said, he's making the team, Mike. And I, I, I think, I think we've all known this deep down. Maybe some of us don't want to admit it, or some of us are afraid of getting hurt. And some of us are aware of service time manipulation in baseball in general, not just with the Mariners. We know that some teams, they will put down some of the best prospects who are very clearly ready to take that next step down in the minors to work on their defense. That doesn't seem to be the case here with Julio Rodriguez, right, Colby? No, uh, it's nice to talk to you five minutes into the show. Um, appreciate that. That you is it five minutes? There. Oh my god! It's five <laughs> minutes into the show. Um, so yeah, uh, Julio was was great last night. Obviously, um, overshadowed a bit by how good Chris Flexen looked. I would say, uh, yeah, you guys forgot about Chris Flexen, didn't you? Um, mm. No, he, he looked great, and it was it was awesome because the day the game before he had a, a rough day. Um, he made the base running error. Uh, that cost the team a run. He lost a fly ball in the sun, and that cost the team at least two runs. You know, so it was a, it was a rough day for him uh, last uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, two days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Last night, he was the best player on the field, with the notable exception of Adam Frazier. But mm-hmm. you know, Frazier only Frazier's only in the conversation because of what Julio did. So Julio was the best player on the field, and that was not a an A plus Cleveland team, but it was still a pretty good, uh, you know, product that Cleveland put out there. Savali's a really nice pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really the only Mariners center aside from Adam Frazier to actually get to Savali in this game. Right. And, you know, Klaus Sagan is also a, a very solid uh, reliever with some really wicked stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Julio got a, on the inside of the Parker, he got a, a breaking ball, which is kind of unusual for Klaus A. And it was up. So it was a good pitch to hit. But when you're going up against a guy who throws, I don't know, 120, 120, 102 mile per hour cutters. Yeah, sometimes you're, 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 that, that breaking ball is, is tougher to hit than you would think. And he still, you know, drove it to right center field. Um, I'm shocked that that didn't leave the ballpark. I really thought it was going to, uh, he, he touched it up very nice. But, uh, you know, you saw him run hard out of the box the entire way. Never looked like he was running that hard, but he ate up ground so quickly. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of Griffey esque. I mean, I, I know Ty and I, you're too young. I'm too young to remember like when Griffey first came to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of that similar type of like gliding where it's like, it doesn't even look like he's running that hard, but he just covers so much ground that you can't like, it doesn't look like he's fast, but he's just eating up so much ground with every step that I, I didn't time the inside the park home run trot. Um, but it's funny because you watch him run the bases. Like when they kept, when they kept cutting to him on route, it kind of looked like he was jogging. But there's no way you get home on that ball if you're jogging. Like it's it just it's effortless. Just, yeah, just weird. Like it's like he was almost eating up like ten feet per step. Like it was just insane. Um, it's kind of like I, when I, uh, when Colin Kaepernick would break out those huge yeah, lead option runs, mm-hmm. right? It didn't look like he was running that fast, but he was just going, man. So outrunning yeah, everyone on the field. There's that guy. You're like, oh, that guy's got an angle, and then nope, nope, he does not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he just take two steps and he'd be by the guy who needed to take four more steps uh, to get to that same spot. So, yeah, it's it's very effortless the way he runs. And obviously, you know, we, we've talked about how or he's talked about how uh, his speed probably went up like what one and a half grade 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think a- Jerry DePoto was BSing. I, I did at first, and now I, I I don't know. I don't know. He might be a legitimate 65 runner. Yeah. Um, like he's not. I mean, let's be clear. He's not. You know, Trey Turner or Byron Buxton. Um, no. But I, I think I think earlier this spring he hit 90, uh, 29.2 feet per second um, on a, a ball uh, from home to first. I mean, if you guys are wondering, 30 feet per second is considered elite, right? Mm-hmm. So 29.2. CJ Abrams just hit that for the Padres. And he's 30? got, yeah, and he's got, what, 70, 75 grade speed, I think. 75, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Julio's. Probably the, depending on if Billy Hamilton makes it or not, he's probably the second fastest Mariner on the club right now. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's, it's the five, it's all five tools, and and I just I can't imagine, you know, just I I find it hard to believe that the Mariners would send him down. Um, I think you said Triple uh, A ball starts on Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tacoma starts their season on Tuesday, so we should probably know either today, maybe tomorrow, maybe Sunday at the latest. I don't think they would let it linger until Monday for them to announce the Tacoma no. roster. He's not going to be on it. Like I, I, again, I know there are some that are like, let's wait and see. <laughs> you know, I'll believe it when I see him in the dugout in in Minnesota, but. He's going to make this team. It's been the the writing has been on the wall for a while here. They didn't put anyone in front of him, and then the Kyle Lewis injury, you know, or Kyle Lewis being unable to make it by opening day, pretty much I, I think pushed them over the hump for that. Pushed the Mariners over the hump, and yeah, you know, they keep on saying, you know, uh, we'll we'll see if he makes it, and blah blah blah. You know, he's looked good and all that stuff. They asked Scott Service about it yesterday. Jerry Depoto got asked about it on seven ten. Seattle Sports yesterday morning. And, you know, they've been playing that game, but he's, I, I think they made this decision to put him on the team probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Tell me, yeah, tell me the players on this Mariner roster that you know for a fact are better than Julio Rodriguez right now. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Jesse Ty France. Wink. Jesse Winker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ty Mitch France. Mm-hmm. Robbie yeah. Ray. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Marco. the 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 point is, Julio <laughs> is one of he's one of the <laughs> best twenty six guys in your organization. He should be on the team. He's probably one of your top ten. Um, <laughs> yeah, frankly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. He should be. I I think he's gonna. I would be shocked at this stage if he didn't make it. Um, and you know, it's the whole well, the Mariners are gonna service time him. You know, they could technically do that and still have him make the opening day roster, right? That's true. Like they could send him down in May if he's struggling and still win the service time thing. So it's really not that big yeah. of a deal. And and again, the Mariners are trying to, you know, milk every win they can out of the season. To not have Julio Rodriguez on your opening day roster would be the opposite of that. So yeah. he's he's gonna make it. April seventh, mark it down. Yeah. And again, if you want to see him, go enter our giveaway. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be in center field. It's probably going to be the starting opening day center fielder. And by probably, I mean he is going to be the starting opening day center fielder. We're going to talk about how the rest of the outfield stacks up, along with Julio, 
as well in our outfield preview to wrap up our position by position preview here on Locked On Mariners for the 2022 Mariners. But first, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution either because I actually enjoy eating them. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's 100% real chocolate. Incredibly delicious. Low calorie. High protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, whereas Built Bar is 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So compare that to a candy bar, which ha- usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozen net- and dozens of net carbs. And plus, you can't find flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. And new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they will make it and it will be delicious and it will be good for you. Most importantly, they all taste great. They make it taste delicious first then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. It's incredible. They're all amazing. They're all delicious. They're all healthy. It's all great. So go to built.com and try one for yourself. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right, you are listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. So, Colby, I'm not going to belabor here. We're doing our outfield preview, and because I spoke for... five minutes or whatever to start the show with that without letting you chime in i'll let you uh take the reins here and uh talk about the outfield who you want to talk about first well first of all we should probably acknowledge we have some breaking news um coming in on the injury front some of it good some of it not so good um kyle lewis is going to start dhing uh start the year dhing in the minor leagues uh Mm. he uh, is go- he's going to start teaching in the minor league games in in Peoria now, um, and he sounds like there's a pretty good chance he's going to get some at bats in major league action at the end of spring training. So mm-hmm. there you go, Kyle Lewis going to start taking live at bats. Uh, the unfortunate news here is that Ken Giles will not be on the opening day roster. The good news on that is that it is not his elbow, his surgically repaired elbow. Okay. He's dealing with a tendon issue in his right middle finger and he's not going to begin throwing for another few weeks. So probably Ooh. May is the earliest we're looking at Giles. That's yeah, uh, that's not great. That that certainly hurts, no. especially after losing Sadler. Now you lose Giles for an extended period of time. Wonder if maybe there's another move that happens here to I'll give you, I'll give you a, a little bit. Yohan Ramirez. You, I mean, obviously, yes, but like he's already making the club. So hmm. I'll give you a trade name. Okay. Lou Trevino. Ooh, I like it. Yes. So there you go. Name to watch. But uh, for now, they're still pretty good shape with the bullpen. Another another loss to a, a potential high leverage guy. Start to worry a little bit. But yeah, that, mm-hmm. like I said, the good news is it is not his elbow. Let's just make that clear. Yeah. It that's is good. His still finger. his throwing hand, though. Yes, but it is tendon strain in his middle ring finger. So, mm-hmm. or his middle finger, right finger. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anyways, outfield wise, I mean, it feels like a position where we already know what's going to happen, right? Julio's mm-hmm. going to be the opening day center fielder. Kelnick is probably going to be the opening day left fielder. I know some people think he should start triple I don't, I don't see the point in that to be quite frank. Uh, yeah, I don't either. So just, you know, give him April, see what happens. Uh, so he'll probably be the left fielder. I'm going to guess Hanniger will be the right fielder. Um, and then, uh, Jesse Winker will DH, uh, it's possible that Winker plays left and, you know, Kelnick's on the bench or, or whatever, um, what have you. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be those four guys. Um, and then the fifth guy is going to be eventually it'll be either Dylan Moore or Adam Frazier, who also obviously, you know, are going to play in the infield as well. Um, there's a chance that Billy Hamilton's on the opening day roster. Um, mm-hmm. I would say. 35% chance. So like a pretty, pretty decent one um, just as kind of a, an extra and defensive guy. And, you know, you could put Hamilton out there in center, move Julio to right and have Kelnick and left late in games uh, mm-hmm. to kind of try and help out there. But uh, yeah, it's going to be those four. And then eventually, hopefully Kyle Lewis um, is the five. And, and, you know, the best place to be would be if all four of those guys are hitting and then Kyle Lewis is ready to go. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a really good problem. It's where you want to be. So, yeah, it's those four to start, followed by probably Dylan Moore and uh, Adam Frazier, and then eventually Kyle Lewis. Hopefully by by May, May one. I think that's a pretty good, you know, a pretty realistic point where you can start to think maybe Kyle's ready to come back up to the big leagues. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he's able to progress, and and you know, the thing is, like, he's going to have to play in the field some. You're going to have to feel confident that he can play in the field some. You can't just exclusively DH him. That's the problem we've talked about with having Luis Torrens on the on the roster. He's got to catch. And the same thing with Kyle Lewis. He's got to play in the outfield some. He's got to play somewhere uh, for you know some period of time. And uh, the only way that you can figure out if he's healthy enough to do that is in the minor leagues. And, you know, back before the lockout happened, Jerry DePoto talked about Kyle Lewis and, and said, you know, basically anything that he can give us this year, we're looking at as a bonus. And I yeah. think that's kind of the approach that they're taking right now. They're taking things slow. They're they don't really have to force things right now. Plus, they have Julio, who's electrified this ball club. He's going to be the center fielder to start things out. We'll see if he's actually able to, to make it, you know, and uh to you know to make it work at the major league level. And if so, I mean, you know, again, Kyle Lewis is just kind of a bonus. And that's really exciting because like if Julio does pop here and say Jared Kelnick is able to give you, you know, at least average production, uh, maybe slightly above average production, hopefully slightly above average production or even better. You had Kyle Lewis in the mix with Jesse Winker and Mitch Haniger. I mean, this is kind of finally a an outfield log jam of sorts, but it's also incredibly exciting because you have uh, a ton of potential there in that group um this has the potential to be one of the best outfield units in, in all of baseball uh as as it stands and you know it we'll have to see you know if it, health provides and all that stuff defensively it's going to be atrocious to start <laughs> at least i mean it could be okay by the end of the year yeah um, and it could and it could be okay right now if Julio is average Jared you got Jared and left Jared should be fine and left Jared should he, be fine and left. He should but I don't know right field is a major question mark saying, we, Jared Kelnick looking like Jay Bruce at the plate I hope he doesn't look like Jay Bruce defensively hey. although although young Jay <laughs> you see it you see it yes yes I, yeah <laughs> that, that was so weird right 
Maybe it was it's just the so camera weird. angle. We we've talked about how the angle like looks a little lower. His elbow is up over but his head. It looks his yeah, left elbow like, is up over his head. It looked a lot like Jay Bruce. Um <laughs> now I know a lot of Mariner fans cringe when they hear Jay Bruce, but if if Jared Kalnick turned out to be Jay Bruce, like that is a steal of a deal for the Seattle Mariners still. Bruce was really what, good. One trade, two Jay Bruce's. Double the Bruce. <laughs> there you go. Return of the Bruce. Um, Return of the Bruce. No. Jay Bruce was was a really good player, though. Like we need to acknowledge yep. that, um, especially early uh, in his in his tenure uh, in Cincinnati. With the Reds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if if Kalnick is only Jay Bruce, great. I mean that that's awesome. Um, not quite what we were hoping it would be, but that's still really really good. So uh, Kalnick should be okay in left. Yeah, uh, Julio. There's probably going to be some balls that are going to be an adventure in center field. Uh, he's he. I don't think he's going to be better than say Kyle Lewis was out there. And Lewis was only what above average, like 55, maybe in center field, um, which was surprising then, yeah. by the way, we didn't think that yes. he was a center fielder at all. So no, his, his jumps and his uh, reaction time were just so much better than uh, his overall like foot speed and acceleration. Does that make you so. feel maybe a little more confident about Julio? Maybe the Mariners actually understand mm. that some of these guys are better at center field than maybe we think. I don't know. They thought Jared Kelnick could play out there. So, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they didn't foresee that Jared Kelnick was going to come in looking swole, (laughs) but even more swole than he already was. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, we talked about this yesterday with the infield preview. This often the Mariners thump kind of has to come from the outfield. So, yeah, uh, you need Jay Bruce to, you know, I, you know, Bruce hit 24 home runs last year and he missed like 45, 50 games. So he's, I feel like he's a pretty safe 30 home run, 40 double type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hanager is probably going to hit around 30 home runs. Kelnick can certainly hit 30. Um, it certainly seems like he's trying to. Um, and then Julio's, you know, just kind of the X factor here. Uh, I could see Julio hitting, you know, 20. I could see him hit 30. It, it's really, it's just kind of a up in the air type of situation there. So, yeah, the offense has to kind of, the outfield kind of has to carry the offense because it's going to drag down the run prevention side of things a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they have to make up for that with their bats. So it's a little bit of a, a balancing act here between the infields, you know, plus defense and contact bats versus the outfields below average defense and, you know, th- power bats. Um, right. So it's kind of a unique balance there. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of pressure on, on certainly Kelnick and, and Julio since we haven't seen them perform in the big leagues for a significant enough track, you know, a significant enough sample size mm-hmm. for us to feel good about it. If that makes sense. Right. Um, right. Whereas like Adam Frazier and JP Crawford and Ty Frant, like we know what they're going to do. Roughly. We have a pretty good idea. The outfield right. has a wider range of outcomes. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. So we're going to wrap up flag week. We've been doing this all week long. We're going to plant our flags and two more Mariners in just a moment. And hey, maybe one of these guys we just talked about is going to show up here in this next segment. Real quick reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. 
After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. There's baseball, there's hockey, all that good stuff. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts okay so we've been doing flag week all week long this was your idea Colby we have been planning our flags and Mariners players that we are excited about we're championing as our, our guys for this year on the on this team and uh, we're we're not repeating picks. You know, if I take a guy, he's off the board. If you take a guy, he's off the board. I picked Matt Brash. I picked a. Eugenio Suarez. I picked uh, Jerry Kelnick and Adam Frazier. You've picked Luis Torrens, Logan Gilbert, Abraham Toro. I'm trying to remember. And then who was your pick yesterday? Marco. Marco Gonzalez. Correct. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll uh, I'll let you go first pick here since this was your idea. You get to since, close this thing off. And since it is my turn anyway, since I picked last yesterday. Oh, um, was it? Okay, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm, which way could I go with this? Hmm. Maybe we'll just go ahead and make this the Julio Rodriguez episode. I, ah, I think, no. I think that's where we were both going with number one, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am willing to shit co-share number one, uh, Julio, with you. But you do have okay. to come up with an alternate. So we okay. at least talk all about right. somebody else. So okay. we will co-share right. 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 number one. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, I mean, come on. Who else is going to, I almost took Julio yesterday just because I was like, I don't want Ty to try and sneak him away from me. Um, yeah. But then I remembered I had the back-to-back picks. So yeah, can That's I get true. a two from yeah. there? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I figured we were both going to go Julio at number one. I actually didn't like set out like, hey, I'll go first this time. So that means on Friday, I'll also go first. I didn't really honestly. Like that. I didn't even look at it as like the guy we pick on Monday is number five, and the guy we no, pick I, on Tuesday I didn't is either. Four. Okay, I didn't either. Well, yeah. initially my idea was just we're just going to pick five guys each, and if we happen to share yeah. one, then whatever, we'll just talk about that guy. Right. Uh, but you wanted it to be like you can't have the same guy, so I was like, okay. So yeah, <laughs> these aren't in order, but I feel like Julio is probably most people's number one, anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, how can you not? Julio last night was just energy um in the late days of spring training where it can be really hard Mm -hmm. to to play with any fire you're just kind of you know you're kind of down the home stretch and last night you were what exactly one week away from opening day Mm -hmm. um so you just kind of you just kind of man i just want to get to minnesota i just want to get this thing started And, and julio brought energy he brought excitement um he brought passion and joy and fun and that that's who julio is you know that's not an act that's not um nothing about what he did last night is unrepeatable or disingenuous um Mm -hmm. he's a dude who loves baseball he loves playing the game he loves having fun playing the game uh and he's a guy who the mariners are are building around um you know what does jason churchill call him jason churchill baseball things the prospect yeah yeah yeah. the franchise franchise baby he's franchise and it certainly feels that way the mariners i would not be shocked if the mariners gave julio a wander franco like contract sometime in mid mid june july um assuming he's hitting like he is they the mariners love julio rodriguez yeah um he is and you the can only see why. player 
Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. the only player I believe is is as he's as close to as untouchable as any pr- player ever will be under Jerry Depoto. Um, the only guys I could see him being traded for at this stage are like Shohei Otani. I like I'm not I'm not even Ronald Acuna Jr. Right, Fernando yeah. Tatis Jr. Like I'm not even joking. It's guys like that. Uh, Juan Soto. Um, so yeah, it's he, he's got that kind of upside too. There was a report yesterday from I can't remember who it was from, but they had a couple of like that. There was a quote from I believe it was a, an assistant GM if I'm remembering correctly that said that they see Julio Rodriguez as kind of like a combination of Fernando Tatis Jr. and I believe Juan Soto. Like this week in hyperbole. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. And let's 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 be clear about this. Julio does not need, nor should you expect him to go out and be Ronald Acuna, or Fernando Tatis Jr. or Juan Soto, right? Like that is a completely unfair expectation of Julio. Um, just because those guys did it at roughly the same age doesn't mean that Julio has to uh, has to do it to be on their level, or he has to do it for the Mariners to be good, like. That is completely mm-hmm. unfair to ask of, of really anybody, but especially Julio, who's only played, I think the official number is 46 games above the A-ball level. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane how much talent he has. Uh, but so yeah, it's, damn it's, hard, it, not it's to hard not to get excited about him. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. Like, I, I'm in. Like, yeah. like here's, I, here's what I would say. Like, what do I think Julio's going to do this year? I think a fair expectation would be two... 33 30 450 like i think that's fair to mm-hmm. expect that if you're asking me like what julio's ceiling is as a rookie 300 400 500 30 stolen bases 30 home runs <laughs> like, like i'm not like again that's yeah. absolute high ceiling but all right could, but what what do you the fan not not the analyst the fan colby patno think mm-hmm. julio rodriguez is gonna do this year <laughs> I think he's going to win the batting title and compete, <laughs> compete, <laughs> compete for an MVP. <laughs> like, come on, the guy. Honestly, like we talked about this in the past. Like, I think a good like just baseline comp for him. Like, this mm-hmm. is like the majority of the times you're on the simulation. This who he ends up being. I think it's Nelson Cruz in Texas mm-hmm. with better defense and base running, right? But yeah. people forget Speed. Cruz was a really yeah. good athlete. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think he had a couple of years where he stole 20 bags. So I think that's like the baseline for Julio, but I think there's a chance that he is Seattle Mariners, Nelson Cruz with above average defense. Like I, th- I think that's a fair comp. And and I, I think one of the comps I've seen to his bat that obviously stands out Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Like the, the guy's special. And, and like, again, if, if Julio can't become like a, a multi-time all-star and maybe win an MVP or compete for a couple down the road, then we should all just give up on trying to project uh, prospects, which, you know, honestly, we might want to do that anyways. But like, if he can't do it, I don't know who can because he's got every single. I'm probably going to curl up in a ball and cry, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. So, like, yeah. I, I'm just, yeah. I, again, I want to, I want to be clear. Expectation should be like a one, 100 to 110 WRC plus. I think that's totally fair. Mm hmm. What is his ceiling? That he's the best hitter on the Mariners, and it's not close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's that's a lineup that includes Jesse Winker, who we've talked about as being perhaps the most underrated hitter in baseball, who finished sixth last year in WRC plus, mm-hmm. behind like Shohei Otani, uh, Bryce Harper, Vlad Jr., Juan. So like 
just an insane list. And there's there's a shot. I would say it's less than 1%, but there is a shot that Julio is better than Jesse Winker this year. It's a non-zero chance. It's a non-zero barely, chance. Barely, yeah. but yes, it is. Yeah. So, Ty, give us the alternate real fast. All right, the alternate. There's a couple options that I could go here. Could go in the bullpen. It's kind of kind of an alternative one, but uh, no. Uh, Let's go with Chris I, Flexen. Chris Flexen? No, I'm not going to go with Chris Flexen. I like Chris Flexen. Don't you guys are all sleeping I, on Chris Flexen. I like Chris Flexen. It's good. All, he's gonna, he's gonna be good this year. He's gonna be good this year. Is he gonna be my guy though? Your guy's Julio. We've already discussed this. So. Well, all right, but my alternative guy, like playing within the rules of Flag Week, just pick I, I'm gonna go. Ty I'm gonna go Ty France. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ty France. I think Ty France is gonna hit over 300 this year. I think we, he might actually challenge to be uh, to be Pie France, as you've yes. been ba- pounding the table for. It's gonna hit 14 batting average. Yes, <laughs> yeah, let's do France. it. Pie France. Yeah, exactly. I and think we that will make the T-shirt with a slice of pie and an outline of the city of France, and only Mariner fans will get it. I think. That that's actually going to be a we're going to be at the middle of the season near the all-star break, whatever, even past that. And that's going to be an actual possibility. I I think Ty France has only tapped into his hit tool at the major league level. I really do. I really do. I think he's going to tap into more power. I think he's going to tap into more average. And plus, he actually has a position now. Where he's good. And yeah, it's first base, whatever. You know, it it's one of the more, you know, blase, you know, whatever, who cares positions on a on a baseball diamond. But he's really good there. He's above average there. At least last year. We'll see, you know, if that continues this year. But he's a lot better there than he he is at second base or third base. And for a while there it was like, okay, is Ty France just a DH? Doesn't seem like it. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, he's got his position. That's not a concern anymore. Who cares? You can just focus on hitting. And damn it, Ty France is an incredible hitter. So I think he's going to be fantastic this season. I think he's going to hit over 300 this year. Um, I think we're going to see him finally crack 20 home runs, get over that mark. And uh, I think we might be looking at Ty France here in in July. And we're talking about an all-star, quite frankly. So there you go. Nice. All right. That's flag week. That's week. So to recap mine, Ty France, Adam Frazier, and also kind of Julio, but that's cheating. So Ty France, Adam Frazier, Jared Kelnick, A. Eugenio Suarez, and Matt Brash, your guys, Abraham Toro, Luis Torrens, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, and Julio, of course. And that's it. So let us know in the comments if you're here on YouTube or let us know on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners who your flag players are name five of the guys that you are championing this year on the Mariners roster. And with that, that's going to do it for our show. Again, don't forget to enter our giveaway. If you want to go see the Mariners play the Astros on April 17th, you can find all that information here in the description, uh, wherever you're listening to it. If you're here on YouTube or if you're on Spotify, Apple music, all that good stuff or Apple podcasts, rather all that stuff. 
And uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners and for making us your first listen of the day, just like you always do. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, like I said, at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. You can find links to where you can just listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and all that good stuff. Now, make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Peace.